0: Hey, this is Ali Ciardo and this is the Photo Field Notes podcast. And before we get started, I have a couple little announcements. First off, I have partnered with Palette as a brand ambassador, and a palette ambassador, and you can, to support this podcast, if you go to bit.ly slash photo field notes palette, that will give you a link to purchase your palette gear and support the show. So if you don't know what palette is from past episodes, let me just kind of give you a quick overview. It is my absolute favorite tool for editing, along with, of course, Lightroom. And basically, it's a series of knobs and buttons that I use to really quickly edit my, edit my photos. So I basically just turn the knob to adjust exposure, tint, white balance, or sorry, I guess that's temperature and all these fun things. And it just, Makes my editing so, so much faster. So it's bit.ly slash photo field notes palette. And you can also get that link at photofieldnotes.com and find this episode. The other little fun thing that I have for you today is a discount for Swift Galleries. So if you go to swiftgalleries.com slash LP slash photo field notes, you can get a free trial of Swift Galleries. And that's the tool that I use to show my clients what their art will look like on their own walls. And then if you do sign up, you'll get $50 off. So, go check those out. And again, details are at photofieldnotes.com so you can check it out there. Welcome to the Photo Field Notes Podcast, where you'll find stories, tips, and inspiration from professional photographers to get you taking action in your own business and making your business dreams a reality. I want to talk to you about how to get gorgeous photos during high sun because here we are and there are so many situations. Ideally, you would take every single photo during the golden hour, like when the sun is low in the sky and everything's beautiful and golden and coming through the trees and just perfect. But the reality is that's not probably what's going to happen in every single situation. So you might be working at a wedding where you just absolutely have to do your portraits during the high sun. Maybe you're working with young kids who have to go to bed later and they're just going to be super cranky so you can't take those photos when the sun is perfect. Maybe you're doing mini sessions and that is that means that you have to bump into the time when the sun is higher in the sky. Or some people are getting into extended family sessions right now where... The families are coming together around the holidays or looking for holiday cards and they want to get family photos all together. And the only time that works is maybe when the sun's a little bit higher than we'd like it to be. So there are a lot of situations that would lead to you shooting when the sun is high in the sky. And so I think that it's really useful to know a couple quick tips to make sure you're getting the best photos that you possibly can during that time of day. So I think that we all start out by learning about open shade, right? So if the sun is high, look for the shade. First rule, if the sun is coming down right on your face, you don't want it just coming down and putting your client necessarily in direct sunlight. There are obviously reasons that I have put clients in direct sunlight for, you know, specific situations. But in an ideal world, you're looking for shade. I used to think that all shade was created equally. Basically, if I found some shade, stuck my client in the shade, I was good to go. And I realized over time that all shade is not created equally. So I want to talk to you about how to find the right shade and the right position, and just how to position your clients in the correct way, in the best best way compared to where the sun is coming or where your light source is coming. So first thing, let's talk about quality of light. So I used to think that if I could stick my client under a tree that would block the sun and I was all set. And that can work and that often does work. But you have to be careful. So if you've got the sun coming through the tree at them and those leaves are super green, then there's a really good chance that that light is going to hit them and it's going to be green. So rather than putting them way deep into the tree where maybe the sun is coming through from the front and it's filtering through those leaves, what I like to do is actually position them Maybe like at the edge of the tree where the light that they're getting is actually that clean, nice, clean light that doesn't have the green in it. Um, And the other thing that you'll often find is that if you're putting someone under a tree, there's a really good chance that that shade is going to be spotty. So it's coming through there's spots where there aren't any leaves and you've got these like funky spots on them hot spots all over them so here is my number one rule for shooting in the sun whether they're under a tree whether they're behind a tree whether there's no tree in sight my number one rule is if the sun is in the sky if the sun is out there in a place where it's you know lighting your client around it's you're not in like the full light of a building or the full shade of a building I want to make sure that my client is facing their own shadow. So that means that they're not going to be coming as as much as you can. Now prioritize this as much as you can, there are obviously always going to be difficult situations where maybe that's not possible, but I can pretty much always make it work where I can have my client facing their own shadow. So that means that rather than the sun coming through the tree and hitting them in all these spotty ways the sun is going to be behind them, either off to one side or the other, or maybe directly behind them. But Usually it's off to the side. And that means that their face is going to be in shadow and even. And that means that their bodies aren't going to have spots on them because the sun is actually hitting the behind. And so they'll have usually like a nice kind of rim light coming in. They'll have the sun. And even if their hair is a little bit blown out, I would rather have a little bit of a hot spot on their hair than have these funky spots all over or you know the green light coming in so that's how that's what I prioritize is just getting that Sun behind them now here's what's going to happen as soon as you put the Sun behind them if you're in an open area so ideally let's say you can get the Sun behind them and then you can get the or the Sun behind them and then get the Sun even behind like a tree or something that's going to block it from your lens but the one thing you don't want to happen is you don't want the sun to be hitting your lens directly because what's going to happen if your sun hits if your if the sun hits your lens directly is you're going to have haze and you're gonna have sun flares and that is not you know i know that some people go for that in kind of an artistic way but i like to shoot in a really clean way i've never had anybody ask me to add sun flare i've never had anybody ask me to add haze but i have had people ask me to take it away back when i used to have a lot of it in my shots so you you know sun flare causes like these funky spots to show up on your people in your photos or this flare that kind of like causes this line across your picture and i have had people sorry that's my phone i have had people ask me to take that out before in the past but I've never asked any I've never had anyone ask me to put it in so ideally I just like to go with a super clean shot without either of those things so the biggest thing is haze really you really want to get rid of that haze so that you have a clean photo so the way that I get rid of that is okay so let's say there is a group and they're facing they're facing me and the Sun is kind of behind them off to one side And the sun, when I just hold up my camera and shoot toward them, the sun is just completely blasting at my camera and it's making them all funky looking, hazy and and sun flare. So what I'll do is I have my reflector and there's two different ways that I go at it. If I can get somebody to help me, because I don't actually usually work with an assistant, I am all about A, I have my clients bring someone along to help if they can. I really highly advise that they bring someone along to help and B, at weddings, I am all about grabbing people and asking them to help. And so if I just kind of go out there and ask for people to help, they're usually really excited like, hey, look at me, I'm helping out, I'm holding this reflector. So they, if I have an assistant, I'll have them hold the reflector, I'll have them open it, and basically I'll just have them block my camera from the sun as I'm shooting. So they're putting, instead of putting the whole group in the shade, they're just putting me in the shade. So as long as I'm shaded, I'm not going to get that haze, that sun flare, and then I can shoot toward them even though the sun is behind them and maybe pretty high, they're still going to look really good. So if I don't have an assistant, what I'll do is I'll keep my my reflector, fold it up so it's smaller and I'll just hold it. So I always have a lens hood on my camera. Sometimes I'll use my hand if it's just a little bit to block the sun, you know, without getting it in the frame. If it's higher, there's more to block and there's nobody to help me. I will hold up my reflector, fold it up so it's easier to hold and I will just use that to block the sun as much as I can from the this uh, to block, yeah, to block the sun from my camera. So that is my ideal situation. If I am in a situation where the sun is high and I have my choice, I'm going to put it behind them and I'm going to block the sun from my own camera. Now, there are going to be some situations where that's hard to do, but here's what I'm going to say. I will always prioritize light over location. And so a really big thing that you need to do is you need to communicate to your clients that, you know what you're looking for in terms of light, and so there's a really good chance that they're going to get really excited and they're going to share a location with you, even on the spot. Let's say it's a wedding. There's always a wedding guest who's like, oh, my gosh, you should go over there. It's so pretty. Well, what you need to do is you need to educate your clients ahead of time. So in my Bride Guide email that I sent out, send out for weddings, for example, I have my Bride Guide email series where I send them for three months once a week a different email on different topics to prep them for the wedding, one of the emails that I have is all about how I find light. And so I get them really excited about the fact that, hey, I'm giving them a little bit of information on what I'm looking for. And that way they really build trust with me so when the wedding day happens, they know that I have something that I'm looking for. So they're less likely to call out a location or maybe they'll ask ahead of time, hey, does this look like a location that fits what you're looking for? And then I can say yes or no. If you haven't done this, and people are enthusiastically recommending locations, don't be afraid to say, you know, that's really pretty, but the way that the light is hitting it right now, it's not going to look very good on you. It's not going to make your the lighting on you look very nice or flattering. So why don't we either come back to that later when the sun is lower, or why don't we go over here where it's going to look beautiful with the way that the sun is coming in on you. So I'll just redirect them that way. So it's a lot about just educating so that they know what to look for. Um, also, kind of get, getting that clean light coming in, I do use a reflector just to bounce back. So let's say they are under some amount of tree or they're at the edge of a tree and the grass under them is really green. So they're still getting kind of a lot of green light. You can have someone hold a reflector to bounce the sun, which is behind them, back onto them so that it looks nice and clean instead of green, um, like the green that's reflecting up from the the grass below the other thing that i do all the time is i look for gravel that's like a light color or i look for sidewalks that are basically white and i use the reflection from those to create a really natural bright light so those always end up looking good especially if you're shooting in tight where you're not necessarily going to see those things but Let's say I have a group and maybe I have them step a couple feet behind the sidewalk so I can crop the sidewalk out. And then when it's just two people, I'll have them actually stand on the sidewalk so they're getting that nice clean light underneath them. So the other thing that is important is that you should be shooting manually. If you're shooting into the sun, if you're shooting on auto or even aperture priority, your camera is not going to know what to do because most likely there's a lot of light coming from behind and your client is in the shade. So you have to expose manually so that you're exposing correctly for your client. What I do is I basically will point my camera into the shadow so I'll point it like down at the ground where the shadow is or I'll I'll point it into a shadow that is kind of roughly what my client's going to be in and then I will set it manually to the kind of the zero point where it's it's set for the shadows and then I'll usually overexpose from the shadows by one third of a stop to two thirds of a stop Basically, typically that means two clicks. <laughs> so if you have your little, um, if you're looking in your camera meter, it's like two lines beyond, two lines um, overexposed from the middle, <laughs> if that makes sense. So that's how I'll usually expose for it, shooting manually. And that way, if otherwise, if you're shooting auto or aperture priority, they're going to probably look really dark because your camera is trying to expose for that hot sun coming in behind so that that will help you oh also if you are shooting so if you can find a really open shade open even shade area let's say like building light you have the shade from a building coming in it's really even and you're going to use that one thing to watch out for is making sure as much as you can every everything kind of has that asterisk asterisk I can't say that word um that you should do this as much as you can, recognizing that every situation is different. And obviously there are some times when you just kind of have to like work with what you have. But as much as you can, if you have them in open shade, you probably want to position them in a way where the light behind them is also as shaded as you can get it. So if you have the option between having... background be also in the shade or the background being a part that is in full sun, I would choose for the background to be in shade because otherwise that really hot sun is going to look very overexposed and it's going to kind of throw off the photo a little bit. So one thing that you can do if you don't have a choice or the background in the shade is really ugly, um, and I've done this before, is you can actually just light them so you can get out your flash or like off-camera lighting, I would typically put my Alien B or my flash off to the side like 45 degrees with a an octobox or an umbrella and I'll actually, even though you're outside, I will light them and that way I can... Bring in extra light, and I can expose in a way that I can bring in more of that background that's in full sun. So, you're basically evening up the light that they're in with the light that's in the full sun. So, that gets a little bit more technical, and obviously, you'll have to kind of look into the specific details of how to do that for yourself, but that's the basic approach that will get you there. Um, So, if you're in full shade, try to have shade behind them. If you're in a hot, sunny area, hot meaning sun. Full sun, you want to put the sun behind them. One other tip that's just completely random, but I figured I'd throw it in is that if you are working with, let's say, a family, whether it's extended family photos or at a wedding. I try to look out for things like transitions lenses. So if it's really bright outside, their lenses are very likely to be dark. And so I will either point it out to them so that they know and they know that they can take them off or I'll try to tell them, go ahead and put your your glasses in your pocket so that you can just take them out right before we're taking the photo if they're willing. Some people are like, I don't care, I can't see without them, I don't care if they're dark. And then you know, you've communicated it, you've done your job, you've done what you can. You can also, with portraits, some, I actually had a client this weekend, she came with her frame, she came with a separate set of frames that didn't have any lenses in them, and then she brought her regular frames that actually had her glasses in them, so she kept them in her pocket so that they would stay clear, and right before the close-up, she would put on her actual glasses, and then for the further back big group shots, she would put on her frames with no glass in them. So that's one option. It's all about communication, setting expectations, letting people know what their choices are. So if you go to photofieldnotes.com I have a free guide that has example photos and a little bit more in terms of details that will help you illustrate how this works, how to get better photos in full sun, how to position people, kind of comparing like the photos under the full shade with the green coming in versus putting the sun behind them. So you can see really how beautiful the photos can be even when the sun is high in the sky and your different options. So check that out photofieldnotes.com. I really think you're going to love it. It's one of those challenges that I know when I first started. Started shooting especially weddings in full sun I was completely freaked out I didn't know what to do and now I I love it I feel so confident going out there in the full Sun I know that I can get beautiful shots no matter what time of day it is I love the challenge and ultimately you know this is what's going to bring value to your clients so check it out PhotoFieldNotes.com. if you are enjoying the podcast I would love for you to go to iTunes and give it a review that helps other people find it and I think that does it. I hope you have a great week and I will be back here next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. Check out show notes at photofieldnotes.com. And if you loved this episode, leave your review on iTunes. See you next week.